Welcome to Locally Sourced Joey, joined by friend of the podcast and March Madness extravagance, uh, savant, I guess, Chris Hayes. I didn't go far as guru. Um, (laughs) I'm happy to be here as always, annually now. Yes. Uh, I'm not sure why you keep bringing me on, which I appreciate, though, uh, since I did have UCLA answer the sweet 16 last year <laughs> but i uh, we're gonna try this thing again and hopefully this year i get like five sweet 16 teams yeah you got i uh, i was listening to our our previous podcast from last year to hype myself up last week um and you definitely had some some solid picks you had nc state beating villanova as the one seed um and i don't know other ones that were good yeah. i think you had louisville in the elite eight that was solid but I, I prevailed with more Final Four teams, although my finalists lost on the second game of the whole tournament. So that was great. It was real precious. But we're, we're in the past. 2015 is in the past. 2016 is the present. And we're ready to go. Yes, as we're both alums of the University of Miami, we do have to give a shout-out to the Canes, who had a terrific season this year, had a shot at winning the ACC. I decided to blow it, as they have done a handful of times this season against the seemingly far inferior opponent on the road, but hey, still solid season of work and uh, a three seed here in the tournament. Yeah, I mean, you have to think back to where they were not ranked at the beginning of the year, um, and then the fact that they were the number three seed, number 11 at the end of the year. Uh, it, it's exciting to be a Miami basketball fan right now. Now, should they have won? I think they're about as equal as that ACC team that won. Um, a few years ago, the Shane Larkin team, um, but at the same time, they just don't seem to play as consistently as that team would or did, um, which is frustrating. And I, to me, I think the biggest one is Davon Reed. Uh, I think that team obviously has its big score and the best player is McClellan. Um, and Angel Rodriguez is such a lightning rod, but he can he can win a game and he can lose a game all at the same time. Uh, but if Davon Reed's going, like the, the biggest thing is the Virginia game. We, the second game we played against Virginia, mm-hmm. we won because Davon Reed had an unbelievable, you know, he hit his first three threes, was playing unbelievably, and then he was a non-factor in this last Virginia game. And you can tell that was just the difference for Miami. So I think if he plays well and has a good tournament, uh, they can go pretty far and deep. I think uh, if he doesn't play well, that's going to catch up to them quickly. I agree wholeheartedly. And... It's interesting. I, I mean, I think that NIT run, obviously we were disappointed last year, but it definitely helped. And I was uh, talking with a friend the other day, and he was posing the question of, would you rather win the NIT or make the NCAA tournament and lose in the first round? And I think as a player, you're obviously disappointed if you don't make the tournament, but I think I'd rather be in the NIT. You get four extra games, um, and you win a championship, as opposed to being an 11th seed and getting knocked out by like a 70-58 to 58 score. And they've shown that in these tournament situations, they've played well over the past couple of years. Um, you know, they did well at the NIT in that Puerto Rico tournament. They beat Utah. They beat Butler. Um, I forget who else. They beat somebody else in there that was pretty strong as well. Uh, and so you all of a sudden have this team that plays well in a tournament. Uh, again, that saying, it's one, there's either one or two things I think is going to happen to Miami. Either they're going to get knocked out in the first round or they're going to get to the Elite Eight. I think it's either or uh, with them. I just... I don't. I see them having a struggle against Buffalo, uh, just because it's that road game, it's that Von Tech <laughs> game at the end of the season where you're looking at and you're going, if they don't come out ready for this, they're going to get kicked in the face, and you know it's going to be a disaster. Or they get through that, get up for Arizona or Wichita State and Vandy, which everybody seems to love right now. Whoever wins that game, and then if they get into a game against Nova, um, I think they're going to be pretty up for that game as well. Um, but that's the thing, though, is. I, I, I'm terrified of this Buffalo game. <laughs> terrified. Well, that seems like a great segue to talk about the rest of the field. But first, how about the teams that didn't make it? Normally, every year, there's a couple snubs. Uh, and there's, there's always the teams that people are up in arms about for not making the field. I don't know if I feel that way about any team this year. I think the, I think the two big ones that I would have liked to see just for the potential of a, an upset is Monmouth and uh, Valparaiso. Just because I think, honestly, Valparaiso more than Monmouth just, I think, ma- could match up potentially well with a lot of these, you know, six, seven, eight, five, four seeds. 
I can count very well. Uh, the and I I think obviously not even making it to the final um, in the Horizon League that definitely hurt them. In the the news of the Ivy League transitioning away from the regular season winner into the conference tournament starting next season, no no regular season really matters except for seeding, yeah. which is got to be frustrating for these mid major schools. I mean, I think it's frustrating for ACC teams. You know, <laughs> I mean. Yeah, the year it, it rarely happens, but still, you have the year that Georgia was 500 and they won the SEC. I mean, theoretically, you could lose every single one of your games and still go to the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Like, obviously, that's probably not. It's basically what Holy Cross did this year. <laughs> yeah, like Holy Cross is one of those. They were awful all year and just played hot at the right time, and now they're in the NCAA tournament. Um, I, I, I think. I think that needs to be looked at. I think that needs to be changed. Uh, I get why the tournaments are in there. And, I mean, they're great money. It's great for the conference. And they help out so much uh, for games. But I just think they they need to look at that because it, it really makes the regular season irrelevant, you know. And that's too bad. And then, and then one seeds are determined by how you played in your conference tournament. <laughs> and, you know, Duke, Duke wins the national title last year because they get in and you know I mean UConn the only reason they keep winning national titles is because they get hot in the Big East tournament or the American <laughs> Athletic Conference tournament at the right time and then win the national title because they're still hot so I don't anyway that's my I'm getting off my soapbox I like it I like it um, and it's it's interesting too how the committee's criteria seems to change every year you know they always preach schedule tough opponents and in Monmouth's case, they did that. Notre Dame, USC are great wins. UCLA, Georgetown, maybe five years ago, would be great wins. This year, I mean, you, you didn't predict two teams that made the tournament last year to fall off so much, especially Georgetown. I know a yeah. lot of... They, they were. I'm pretty sure they were ranked in the top 15 to start the season. And they were definitely high up on people's lists of like, oh, this could be a team that makes some noise come March. And they finished... I want to say below 500 or right at 500. 500. Okay, yeah. It, yeah, being uh, on campus all the time and around <laughs> there where I work, uh, I mean, there's definitely a lot of disappointment with that. And it'll be interesting to see. You know, I don't think they'll be changing head coaches or anything, but it, it would be interesting to see if, you know, if they go one more year like that, um, you know, and continue not to have success. So well, it'll be interesting. But, yeah, I mean, would, to your point, I agree. I think Monmouth and Valpo are the only two that are really issues uh, that felt like they were snubbed. But, you know, you look at it and they just kind of got unlucky because Michigan got hot at the right time. I mean, Michigan literally played themselves into the tournament with their run. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think that's the one that knocked Monmouth out. And then for whatever reason, Tulsa's in the NCAA tournament. I don't, I don't get how Frank Hayes is a notorious bad guy in college basketball and he still gets the benefit of the doubt uh everywhere where he is i heard something this is this is a very i i'm pretty sure i heard this on reddit so i can't imagine it's 100 percent true but it's probably more true than than other things that i want to say it was well now i'm blanking if it's tulsa or something but it was some kind of thing of like joe casiglione or the uh, the commissioner, the NCA like head chairman, was like really good friends with one of these coaches that is kind of like an an at large team. I want to say that's because Frank Hayes paid him. Yeah, exactly. That's what all Frank Hayes Yeah, it was some some kind of shenanigans like that, and I'm like glancing through the bracket now to try and see where it was, but. Maybe it was Oregon State or something like that. Like someone that was like vastly overseeded. Huh. Um, but I don't know. It, regardless, but Oregon State got in because of Gary Payton's son. Exactly. Yeah. There might I be some politics. On Oregon State until a week ago when they just threw out all the media they could <laughs> about him, and then in the selection committee, like Gary Payton's son's on that team. We gotta put him in the tournament. The mitten, man, yeah. is he's wonderful. And, and that's the extent of my Pac-12 basketball knowledge. Hey, so. it's, they they play late, and you're on the East Coast, so that's even that's even yeah. later for you. No chance of staying. Yeah, it's it's uh, the the few times I've seen the Pac-12 play, it's been very entertaining. But so the snubs are out. I would like to to just call out St. Mary's, who had a very solid season, but 
weren't even a one seed in the NIT. So it, it was kind of like Miami last year where you thought, hey, maybe they're, you know, one of the like last four in, last four out. They're kind of wavering that whole line. And then, no, they just, they were a two seed, not even. That was one where close. nobody in the selection committee saw them play. And yeah. they got the bad rap in the media of not playing outside of California, pretty much. Exactly. So like, well, they don't deserve to be in. It's like, yeah, they probably should have. Yeah. Uh, but, you know. I mean, you get a chance to beat Gonzaga. Gonzaga's the top dog in your conference. You know, you got to do it. And yeah, we can say they're talking about the snubs and things like that. But if you take care of business, you know, then you don't have to worry about it. Which, you know, seems ridiculous since I just got on my soapbox <laughs> regular season. But it, the rules are the rules right now. And you know, in those majors, you gotta you gotta take care of business and not leave it up to chance. Um, for the mid majors and things like that. So, but yeah. anyway, I thought they might have uh, they might have gotten in because it was interestingly enough. I mean, despite RPI being a really flawed system of how college basketball works, the committee does still look at it. It appears, and I thought it was interesting when because St. Mary's beat Gonzaga both times in the regular season. So when Gonzaga beat them, they jumped into being like a top fifty team. So St. Mary's went from having no top fifty wins to two. And yeah. it was, uh, just, it made me laugh that that was, like, you can you can lose it. I was like, maybe that'll end up helping them, actually. But, of course, it did not. No, it did not. And with that, we're done with these loser teams that can't even make it into the field. And let us hop into the actual bracket, the actual field of 68, which is going on. Prep time's over. Yeah, prep time is over. And it is, it's happening. Can't wait. We'll start in the south, and let's do, okay, we'll eventually say who we have coming out of each of these, but let's give your, how do you want to do it, like a lock and then like a bold prediction? Okay, um, my lock. And ones and twos winning, we can't have that as a lock. <laughs> I have Oklahoma going deep. Oh, you're in the West. All right. Oh, well, I'm looking at, I'm just so confused. All right, backwards, I'm man. I'm going to go to the South for whatever reason. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Full prediction. <laughs> Oklahoma's going to win the South. <laughs> Sorry. Um, all right. I'm back in the South now. It's all right. Good start. Good bounce back. That's the Kansas one, right? Correct. Yeah. Anyway, my lock in that one is Kansas is going to be very strong. And um, that. You know, I, I know those aren't, I guess, it's not really bold or anything. <laughs> top teams in this. You get a prediction on my West, but I think Kansas is the top team there. I mean, I would be worried about UConn, but I think with all the hype around them, is this going to be another year? I think teams are going to expect them and understand how to handle them now instead of being that upstart team. Um, I mean, as you know, it's, it's a fairly loaded bracket. I mean, it's got good teams from all good conferences. Uh, you know, with obviously the, the top Big East team in Villanova being in there, uh, the top Big 12 team, which is probably one of the best conferences in basketball this year. Uh, Maryland's in there, who was once, a, you know, one of the top five teams in the country. Uh, and, you know, strong Cal, Arizona, Pac-12 teams. Uh, I don't know much about them, but you know their names. You know their <laughs> programs are good. And you probably have the best uh, first four game of Vandy and Wichita State. So, and then you add in Miami. Um, you know, I, I think... I. I looked at this, and I kept it pretty even. I have all the top seeds winning the first games, except UConn winning their first game. And then after that, Kansas-Maryland uh, going against each other, Miami-Villanova with Kansas-Miami playing each other. I like it. I like it. My my lock is also that Kansas is extending far. I, I read something where whoever the author of the piece was was saying, you know, Kansas obviously has... A long history of losing in when they're seated like one or two but the author was like but this time it's okay because outside of the 16th seed they're not going to play any mid-majors like it would all just be schools for major conferences and i'm like that's actually a good point they might not blow it then because they're they seem to do fine against power conferences it's just these mid-majors that get them so i also have kansas do you have kansas coming out of that region i do all right i also have kansas but and you're gonna so this is my rationale for this. If Miami were to lose early, I will be upset. So I'm going to at least make myself happy one way, hopefully, because I have them losing to Arizona in the second round. 
I have Arizona making the Elite Eight, beating Villanova. And that's my bold prediction. And doing Be- the reverse jinx. Pretty much, yeah. So if, if you know... If, jinx the reverse jinx. And now watch, you know, watch freaking Vanderbilt or Wichita State make the Elite Eight. And I'll be like, well, I got the... I got when Miami was going out right, and it was just to the wrong team, and I'll be doubly sad then. But I'm, I'm trying to hedge my bets here, so I'll either be happy that Miami advances and, and kicks some butt, or I'll be happy that my bracket is right. Or I'll be wrong about both, and real sad. I think the good thing for my going back to Miami, since we're there, I think the good thing for them, if they can play Arizona with that game being in Providence, which I think they need to... The, when you fill out your brackets, they need to do a better job of having the location. They do. They really do. Because that's like Georgetown and Utah last year. Like, I wouldn't have picked Georgetown if I realized, again, that it was Spokane, Washington that they were playing again. You know, where yeah. teams going across the country. Like, I don't like Arizona's chances traveling to the Northeast, you know, in the middle of March mm-hmm. uh, to play this game. You know, they're not going to travel well. Miami's not going to travel well. And when, Just an empty stadium, yeah. When, in an empty stadium scenario, I like Miami's chances <laughs> on the East Coast. So, um, it just like I just think travel has a big thing to do with it, and I think it's rare that it, I would be interested to look at you know how many time zones and how well teams have done in the past. But I'm not that I'm not getting into those analytics. <laughs> Somebody else can do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's always you always look back then too. When I remember Cal a couple years ago as a 12 seed. Again, who was like horribly underseated, but they they played their first two games in San Jose, which is what like ten miles from their campus, and so they were obviously they're gonna win. But I didn't know that until I'm watching the game, and they're like You're live from San Jose here, and I'm like, well, that's great. Syracuse traveling across the country. I think it was Syracuse that they beat as a five seed. Something it's like, like playing in the ACC tournament in Washington D.C. Like this is a UVA home game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I. Rough left. So, so we both have Kansas coming out. We have them taking, well, really just beating one different team to get there because I also have Maryland. Because I got Hawaii beating Cal. That's my upset special Ooh. of there. Um, more so just because I've, I've surprisingly seen Hawaii play like five or six times this year. I don't know if just the, the ESPN packages I get just happen to be it. Um, I like that they, they stayed close with Oklahoma. They've got some... A little bit of a perimeter game, um, just a good rebounding team too. And I, Cal kind of just reminds me of one of those schools, you know, they always have, like the Kevin Durant Texas team, where it's like you clearly have one or two pros on this team that are going to be high lottery picks, but for whatever reason in college basketball, you just don't put it all together. But then in the NBA, you're going to be, I mean, look at LSU all year. They they did their best to slow Ben Simmons down, and so... And they succeeded. They did a great job. Yeah. The best yeah. defense against Ben Simmons was LSU. <laughs> so true. All right, so Kansas coming out of the South. Let's head down to the West, which is where you were before with Oklahoma. And I'm assuming that's your... I've changed everything. My lock <laughs> is St. Joe's now. Uh, they are definitely, definitely going all the way. No, I like Oklahoma. I think, I think they're built for it because I think Buddy Heald is not a superstar freshman. He's a superstar senior, and I think that's such a, a big part into helping that team. Uh, I've watched them play a few times. Um, you know, if anything, they're physical, which I think fits well against any type of team in the tournament. I think that's why, you know, you look at, I, I don't have this team, but like a pit in the tournament or something like that. It always seems to kind of do a little bit better than some of these flashier teams just because they are more physical and can wear down on these kind of quick turnaround games. So. I think Oklahoma's going to do it. Uh, the most excited matchup that I'm hoping for is the Texas-Texas A&M. Um, I'm not jumping on the bandwagon. of. I'm going the opposite of everybody because everybody's picking Duke to lose to UNC. I actually have Duke advancing to the Sweet 16. Um, Same. Nice. Yeah, I just, I don't know. You can't, you can bet against them, but I think there's been enough media coverage against them now that UNC Wilmington's going to knock their socks off. That they're gonna be like, nah, we're we're gonna win this game. So, but I have them losing to Oregon, and um, it, I mean, I like, I wish there's no reason that VCU should not be playing Texas in the first round, um, and they should have just switched <laughs> Northern Iowa and VCU. There's no reason that shouldn't have happened. <laughs> and so, I really wish we had a VCU Texas, Texas Texas A and M, 
and then Texas A&M in Oklahoma, just with the old ties of changing conferences and old rivals and things like that, which I think would be great. But I have Oklahoma coming out. Um, what's your crazy upset here? Uh, my cra- this is probably the one I'm most um, chalk in. The two upsets pretty much by i mean i have cincinnati beating st joe's but that's a 9-8 i i think vcu beating oregon state i'm pretty yeah i know i'm pretty sure vcu is gonna be favored in that game um by ken palm's analysis which is a much better uh, statistical grouping of of how you've actually played in the season they're higher ranked than oregon state who that must have been the team that had the the in with the the commissioner because that they were seated way too high um but anyway, so my big upset in this bracket is Yale beating Baylor, which is partially why I have Duke in the Sweet 16, um, just because I know it's 54 years since Yale has made the tournament, but Baylor still turns the ball over way too much, and that did them in last year in a game that I still cannot believe they lost. They were up, they were up, what, 11 with like two minutes left? That was horrible. At least with Iowa State, it's like, okay, you're losing the whole game, and you're furious rally didn't come back to hell. I still hate Iowa State so much. But yeah. Um that, but yeah, that was my worst pick. Yeah. And I think Yale, you know, they haven't made the tournament, but they've definitely played in a lot of big games having those, you know, the two games last year where they just needed to win in the regular season and they lost and then they needed to win the playoff and they lost and in both cases they were up with under a minute to go. Um, and I think having that kind of experience in lieu of the conference tournaments that they often have in other in other uh, conferences, I think will will help them. And Baylor is still gonna just turn it over too much. And Yale's a, a good rebounding team, and I like them to snag like a like. It kind of reminds me, honestly, last year of Harvard playing UNC, which it was kind of like a similar you know strengths of each team. And Harvard only lost by two points there. And I think Yale's a little bit better, and I think Baylor's worse than UNC was last year. I think had Harvard winning that game last. I was really excited. I wanted it to happen, but I was like, no, nah, I think UNC is going to get it, per usual. Yeah. I, I could see it. I, I think Baylor's, I don't know. Yale's got to had their captain suspended, and there's a lot of cloud, and it's been a lot of issues. It's been suspended for a while, though. Yeah, I know, but I think, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just I think you need, in those type of games, when you're the underdog, you need everything to be going right, mm-hmm. and your guard being suspended for... <laughs> Uh, domestic violence or uh, sexual assault and things like that yeah. uh, is one that is going to be a distraction. That's fair. Um, that's fair. And, and that's that is I can. That's a lock. Like that's definitely a distraction. <laughs> that's fair. All right. So we both have Kansas and Oklahoma coming out of the South and West, respectively. So let's uh, let's just swing it around. We'll make we'll eventually make a little U. So we'll go to the Midwest, which is okay. the Virginia. Michigan State bracket, which I'm I'm sure we both have a a, mat, a re- third times the charm matchup with those two. I do. Excellent. Yeah, that's a lot. Same I, I wanted to pick Butler over UVA really badly, <laughs> but I did not, and I held off. Um, my kind of the only really upset I have through this is Seton Hall getting to the Sweet 16 because I watched them play a couple times at the end of the year, and they just looked good. They looked athletic. And they looked like a team that's just playing well together. Obviously, won the Big East tournament. They just their team just seemed to be clicking at the right time. I just think they're going to run Michigan State. And I, I I got Michigan State going into the Final Four as well. Or I don't know. I'm guessing you might have that. Um, I do. You nod your head. I do. So <laughs> really, no. This is amazing. We didn't actually look at each other's brackets before this. Um, and I wanted to pick Iona. Um, but I picked Iowa State. I am I am nervous about my Seton Hall pick because I think Gonzaga is also playing well right now. But they're another one where I was playing to be who does the media pick as the sexy upset mm-hmm. and is usually end up being wrong because Seton Hall is then like, oh, you want to pick them as the upset? Okay. And then they just <laughs> destroy them. Um, so I get Seton Hall. That's my only kind of one that shakes things up through the, uh, through the bracket. Excellent. Who do you have for Dayton and Syracuse? Just out of curiosity. Syracuse. I don't know. I'm definitely doing the. I was listening to Levitard when you can fake your way through this. He was talking about how they say like, you know, you just fake your way through this by saying a name, a head coach, a top player, and and them boys. And <laughs> so I'm definitely doing the Syracuse Jim Beheim and them boys <laughs> uh, on that one. 
Because I, I, I saw Dayton play for probably 10 minutes against George Washington on TV one time. Um, and so... I just gotta go. I'm going Syracuse. <laughs> what about you? That's a long way to get. I have Syracuse. I have Dayton because I have some family ties from there, and also just because I'm mad that Syracuse made it and isn't even in a first four game. Yep. Like I, because like I don't know. To me, it seems like the reason Jim Beheim was suspended it was it was because he broke rules. It wasn't like oh he was sick for nine games or like he was getting surgery or something. And so they're like, yeah, we're factoring it in as if it was like an injured player. But it was not. It was someone who blatantly broke the rules and got a much easier time of it than most teams that do like the self-imposed ban or whatever. So more, I'm just, I'm just like it's throwing your assistant coach under the bus. Yeah, yeah, like that guy cannot be a head coach. Yeah. I'm the head coach. Like really, man? Like I was assistant coach. Like really? <laughs> he pretty much just said like my games don't count. Thanks, man. <laughs> That's gonna help me get a job. <laughs> appreciate it yeah so i'm taking dayton but i have rife upsets in here i uh, basically the same reason you were scared of gonzaga is why i'm picking them is because i love seton hall and i i had them as like my i'm like okay they're gonna be a nice little trendy sleeper pick before the big east tournament and then they go and win the big east tournament i'm like of course now everyone's gonna hop on them but i just i think if they were playing anyone else they'd be fine like even any of the other 11 seeds, even Bandy and Wichita State, I think they'd be fine. But Gonzaga just, Seton Hall is, is very guard heavy. And I know guard play often trumps big men play in the tournament. But I think Gonzaga's bigs are just going to have a field day with Seton Hall. So I have them winning. Uh, and then if you hop up above that to the pod in there, I picked Iona to beat Iowa State. Because, A, I'm still bitter from last year for Iowa State ruining my bracket. But I think... Iona, honestly, I think Iona is a better, like, uh, a better upset-minded team than Monmouth would have been, and you know they've been here before. They know what they're doing. Iowa State is still inconsistent at scoring sometimes. I living in Austin, you get a lot of Big Twelve games. So I've seen Iowa State play. They'll have, it's kind of like Miami where they'll just kind of have stretches of not scoring, which blows my mind because I. I mean, they have, like, a top player. And they have a guy who went to my high school. Ooh. Nadir, yes. So, shout out to Niles North. There you go. Getting there. Um, but there, Iona's going to lose in the second round to Arkansas Little Rock, who is making wow. the Sweet 16. Wow. And the Midwest, I'm fully expecting it to be the bracket full of red scratch-outs um, by, you know, Elite Eight time. But I, again, I think against Purdue, Arkansas Little Rock, who in the two games I've seen them in, is very good. Uh, they clean up their messes on the boards. They can force some turnovers. Um, um, and I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, Purdue doesn't do anything for me. So I don't know anything about Arkansas Little Rock, and I was looking at it right there, and I almost changed my pick. <laughs> Purdue. Um, but I'm going Purdue. It's my mom's alma mater. That's fair. If she listens to this, she won't yell at me later. <laughs> uh, that's good. Excellent. And my my other, I, I forgot to say this, with Seton Hall, what scared me a little bit off of them is their coach has never even appeared in the NCAA tournament and against Mark Few, who's won some games with Gonzaga, that, that scared me a little bit, but I don't want to, I don't want to change your thing because, well, these are, these are, I mean, the main reason I have Arizona is because, you know, I love looking at these like trends from past tournaments and that it's a, a team seated sixth or lower like I think it's eighty six percent of the time, somewhere around there, has made the elite eight, and so I initially fill out my bracket and didn't have that. I basically had like one through four, and I'm like, nah, I need someone, and I was like, you know what, Arizona could pull it off. They're good at making elite eights and not final fours, so yeah, there they go. The, other, the big stat I went with that this year was the since for like the last nineteen years or something, only one year, all the number two seeds made the six Sweet Sixteen. And it was 2009. So I went back and changed one of the two seeds losing. So, But that's that's a teaser for what's coming. Excellent, because I think we're on the same page here. And I also did that same, yeah. <laughs> same stat. Love it. Um, so, yeah, let's hop up to the East. And will we have – are we going to have the same four Final Four teams? Let's, let's start with Michigan, that. So to recap, you have Michigan State, Oklahoma, Kansas. Correct. So, which is all the same four or, five, <laughs> or the same three I have right now. 
Um, all right, so the UNC one, which is the Midwest. The East. Dang it. Nailed it. <laughs> so good at this. Um, it's, they should just name it the whatever number one seed is, and I call that the region. Yeah, the UNC region. The UNC region. Um, all right, so in the locks that we've been going with, uh, my lock is a little bit of chaos. Uh, <laughs> I my locks is the one and the two seed will not make it out of this one. Will not even make it to the elite eight. Oh. Either one or two will make it to the elite eight. Same Z's, <laughs> yeah. which but my my actual oh my lock. Gosh, you have Tulsa making the final four as well. Yes. <laughs> No, here's, my lock actually does involve that game, though, is Michigan's going to beat Tulsa, Michigan's going to beat Notre Dame. Yep. Boom. Agreed. Boom. I, honestly, I think even if Tulsa wins, I think they'll beat Notre Dame, and it'll make me so mad, and I'll be rooting so hard against it, even though I'm going to pick it. I'm gonna, no, I got it. If, if Tulsa wins, I'm changing that. <laughs> but the first, a first four team always wins. But I guess if you're picking Vandy or Wichita State. And what I just learned, too, I knew a first four team, one first four team is one every year. Never both of them. I mean, obviously, the 16 seeds aren't going to win, but never both of the, like, at-large first fours. And it's the game that plays Wednesday night all five years since it's been out, which is, really? which is Michigan and Tulsa. So if you weren't leaning towards picking either one of them to beat Notre Dame, maybe you should. But I'm hoping it's Michigan, because I can root for Michigan and cannot root for Tulsa. watching Notre Dame twice the past week yes we watched him lay an egg against miami and then they got demolished by unc yeah like this is not the same team they were last year that was hot that was playing well this is a team that can do well and very quickly just have nobody scores for them i just i don't think they're gonna have the same year they did last year with almost beat kentucky yeah and the the duke game too that they came back and ended up winning they i mean they were getting blown out in that too and they're just for a team that they're they're I forget what the number is, but they're like among the worst teams in defending. And they I, I believe the stat is that the other the the six sixteen seeds are the only teams that are worse than them defensively on like really? a you know, points per hundred possessions kind of stat. Um and so Which of course means they'll end up making the finals. Exactly, yeah. They'll score yeah. they'll score hundred and fifty points a game and they'll they'll easily make the finals and it'll be great. Uh, so that's yeah, that's my big upset, and it's a lock. Um, and then I guess I'm assuming your your little teaser of a two seed not making it. You have Wisconsin beating Xavier. I pit beating Xavier. I okay. Whoever wins the Wisconsin pit game because I feel both teams are the exact same. <laughs> like the teams in the ACC and the Big Ten that you know are always in the tournament. You know, <laughs> but they you know for like three straight years they're a. Uh, seven to nine seed yeah and then all of a sudden you know for two years they're a one to a three seed a really sh- like and those are the years that you know they just you know but they always seem to be just kind of the classic hustle get after the rebound <laughs> good tournament team that everybody likes to label so i pit winning that one just uh acc bias and then pit beating xavier um, because somewhere that had to happen, I think Xavier Brown <laughs> was last year, not this year. Um, I have West Virginia then getting through to the Elite Eight. Um, I think they, they played well in the Big 12 tournament. They played well all year. Uh, I think they're ready. Uh, I think Bob Huggins is actually pretty underrated mm-hmm. as a game planner. Um, and then I have Kentucky getting hot as well uh, and actually then upsetting UNC because I think they've shown that that they do very well in the tournaments, and John Calipari, for whatever reason, uh, has actually become a pretty good coach. Uh, and when it comes to other than just recruiting unbelievable athletes, but uh, I look back at the Sweet uh, 16 where uh, Kentucky and West Virginia played each other mm-hmm. uh, back in 2009 with or 2010 with John Wall, uh, and that team, the Demarcus Cousins, was supposed to win the national title. And West Virginia just came in, and Bob Huggins had this great game plan and upset them. I think even though West Virginia would be the higher seed, West Virginia then beats Kentucky, and that's my final four. Nice. That that's literally the same thing I have. So no, well but... done. Yes. The uh, that game was the Elite Eight, and I remember that because I was the only somehow that was the year Duke beat Butler, right? 
Yeah. And that was somehow no one had picked Duke, and I was the only person to get a Final Four team, right? Because I picked West Virginia, and then they beat Kentucky, and I was like, yes. And then Deshaun Butler tore his knee, and then he still made the NBA, and uh, there's a great little video from like four or five years ago where he, he wrote a little kid's book on Twitter and like released it in a series of tweets, and then some website dubbed it and like pretended it was him and it's like here's me reading this book and it was yeah. it's real good i'll throw a link um but it's right. uh i mean it's really dumb but it's a great book <laughs> and yeah i mean you pretty much nailed it on the head press virginia love it i i kind of scared against stephen f austin because it's basically the same team so what happens when the same team plays itself stephen f austin is a 14 seed like come on they haven't lost in 2016 i don't know why they're so low they, because nobody wants, like, not yeah. everybody's in Texas, Joey. They're just trying, well, this is, uh, there's been three years in a row, I think, is the, the trend of uh, a 14 seed beating a three, so maybe the committee is just like, we gotta break that record from the late 90s, <laughs> but hopefully that doesn't happen, because I like to at least have all my Final Fours intact by the second round. Yeah, that'd be great. I'd love that this year. That'd that's, be so nice. Yeah, that's really the main goal. Uh, who do you have in uh, Indiana and Chattanooga? I know a lot of people are, are kind of like in chat. Yeah. I want to I pick... It was another one where you know I had the knee-jerk reaction of picking Chattanooga in the 12-5. I have no 12-5 upsets this year. Um, and my... So I know we're going to talk about it, but like my overall prediction and my lock for all over for the entire bracket <laughs> is when everybody said there was going to be so much parity this year and whatever echo it's going to happen in the tournament, I don't think there's going to be a lot of upsets this year. Mm-hmm. I think it's just one of those years where it seems like there's a lot of parity and anything can happen. I think a lot of these teams, uh, while they are equal, know that as well. So they're going to go into these games knowing that everybody else, and so I think the better teams are going to prevail in a lot of these games this year, and we're going to be talking about it, you know, by the Elite Eight, Sweet 16, and just be like, hey, you know, all the top seeds are in there. So that's kind of my lock. My boldest prediction, and I'm terrified to make this, Florida Gulf Coast beats UNC. <laughs> I cannot put my money where my mouth is at all on it. I want to pick it. I really want to pick it, but... I, I, I actually just can't do You can't be that guy that makes the 16th seed. No. And then return on a podcast for the next, like, two years. Yeah, it needs to it needs to happen once before I'll pick it. But that would be hilarious if Florida Gulf Coast did it. You know, it's the only 15 seed to make the Sweet 16. If they were to also pull... I mean, I would love it. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess if I saw the game on, they probably would have been able to tell us this. But there's got to be one or two guys that was on that team from only a couple years yeah. ago. Because they would be seniors or something. Yeah, now. they'd be seniors now if they were freshmen back then. So, you know, I mean, I, at least there'd be some type of experience there. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> I don't know, like, I could just see UNC being like, we're gonna, you know, we, we watched UNC do it a couple times this year where it's like, you know, they're gonna blow out a team. And yeah. if, they're not, if they're motivated, they're the best team in the country. If they're motivated and they have reason to go out and play well, they will beat anybody. And they should win this tournament, but I think they fall asleep a lot, and that's why I think they're going to lose at some point. And I wouldn't be surprised if Florida Gulf Coast did it. To them. <laughs> so, you've been warned, well, UNC. Well, I will. I would love that. I'm I'm all for that if that happens, because I also again have UNC going out in the Sweet 16. So I'm I'd be fine with taking a couple red red scratches if it means we witness history. I'm all for it. What's your boldest prediction that you're terrified to make? Like, you won't make it. Like, that was my, I won't make that pick. You won't make it? Um, yeah. That's a good question. The, the one where you'd say, like, oh, I almost picked them to win. And yeah. Like, uh, like, the year Butler made the finals, I was like, I almost picked them to beat Syracuse, and then I whoever they beat in the Elite Eight, I would have had them beating. I'm like, I basically would have had them in the Final Four, but I'm an idiot. Um, probably Northern Iowa in the Sweet 16. Okay. Is one of my, my boldest picks. I I have Texas beating them, but I think it's gonna be again, seeing a lot of UT games, it's gonna be like it's it's gonna be one of those like fifty six, fifty two games that's just real terrible to watch because Texas already is kinda I mean, Shaka Smart wants to be pressing constantly and kinda have like a go go go, but the personnel's just not there because he just yeah. got here. And so it's it's still a very like 
work in progress and they were not supposed to be this good which is just a good testament to how great of a coach Shaka Smart is Uh, yeah and Northern Iowa is just like one of the slowest paced teams in the whole country so I would recommend watching another game while this one's on um maybe you know keep an eye on it because it'll be close in the end but 50 to 52 yeah that's probably I mean I'm still I'm kind of torn Temple and Villanova that second round game is in Philadelphia isn't it or somewhere where both like both of those scores are near each other so it'll it'll probably be like a more of like a 50 50 split if temple can get past iowa of course which is always a stupid temple doing that i gotta give a shout out to uh, one of the gas on temple jake Sheckman uh works for them what a good good uh, uh youth friend and buddy coaching for them so nice i'm just picking them mainly because i want to see him win and since he's in there so <laughs> Um, and then I want to pick them against Nova, but I think, I think this is your Nova doesn't lose in the first two rounds, but they're going down to Miami. So <laughs> watch out. Angel Rodriguez will hopefully score some points. <laughs> we can only hope. I'm, I'm very excited for the tip-off. Um, so let's wrap this up as we've got our final four. We've got Kansas and Oklahoma on one side, West Virginia and Michigan State on the other side. No differences at all, it looks like, in much of our bracket, which is very exciting. I On the West Virginia-Michigan State side, who do you have emerging? Uh, Michigan State. Same. All right. All right, Kansas-Oklahoma side. It might be different. <laughs> I got Oklahoma. Nice. I have Kansas, and it oh, terrifies me. Wow, finally. Yes, finally. It differs. I again mostly picking Kansas because of my histor- historical trend, and since the seeding or since the uh, the current format began, nineteen eighty five, this is my favorite. Like, you know, people who pick based on like mascots or SB yeah. Nation did a good one of um, like the best tasting mascots. So they had Oregon versus Syracuse, Ducks versus Orange, which I thought was was great with Oregon winning it all. Other people pick by like prettiest uniforms or whichever ones they like the best. So this is my favorite like non-stat but I like subconsciously think of it as 29 of 31 champions or 29 of 31 people who have made the title game have been have had blue as their like in you know one of their main colors. And the only two exceptions both featured Indiana but the other stat is that a team that has lost their first game in their conference tournament has never won a championship. So you're not going to have Indiana in the title game anyway. So you might as well have a blue team. But I would not be surprised at all if Oklahoma makes it. Uh, so I, I know exactly who the, well, at least the other team, I know the final game that didn't have blue, at least one of them was Indiana-Maryland. Yes. And then I don't know who the other Indiana It was one in uh, 1986 or 87, and I, I could not tell you who. The other I'm going to go was. back and look at all this. Yeah. I'm trying to think about it. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense because you have UNC and Duke. Yeah. And then, like, UConn know, a couple years and Kansas, Kentucky. Kentucky yeah. I mean, a lot of teams wear blue. It's not Yeah. It's not that bold of a prediction. But I did notice, like, a lot of the teams that you could theoretically have. Like, like I could see Texas A&M making the Final Four. They're not wearing blue. Yeah. Yeah. Oregon's not wearing blue. So... It's so like, other than picking the uniforms, who's your final? Who's your cha- Who cuts down the nets? So Kansas takes on Michigan State, and I have Tom Izzo and the Spartans cutting down the nets with an 82-74 victory over the Jayhawks. I have the same exact Michigan State cutting down the nets as well. <laughs> and then I have, uh, who did you say the loser was going to score 78? 74. 74, okay, yeah. I, have, uh, I have the winner scoring 78 and the loser scoring 72. Nice. I probably should put it up a little bit more because uh, Oklahoma can score. Um, yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. I'm feeling Michigan sense. State plays some defense. They can. Yeah. I, I see that game being Michigan State in control pretty much all game. Oklahoma making a rally. Yeah. And then... Uh, like getting it down within five with a minute left, and, and you're like, "Oh, maybe something will happen," and then, yeah, and then miss a couple Michigan, threes, yeah, free throws, yeah. cuts it down, and then next thing you know, they don't win. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's it. That's the tournament. You guys don't even need to watch it. That's what's <laughs> Boom! Lock locked it in, in right now. Locked in. Bold predictions are locks. The actual locks are locks. Yeah. The bold predictions are terrified to make. Are in. <laughs>
They're all lies. Florida Gulf Coast, UNC. You heard it here first that I almost made that. <laughs> it's the old, uh, the old sportscaster cliche of I wouldn't be surprised if it happens. Probably not going to happen, but you know, I, I'm not surprised if it does. Yeah, I just want to throw it out there that were it to happen. In my in my second reference to the Levitard show, um, because I listen to them way too much now, <laughs> Stu Gotts the other day was just saying about how he could fake his way through the bracket again, and then had about like eighteen, had seventeen teams in the elite eight because he kept saying that where he's like, I wouldn't be surprised, Temple. <laughs> Made the elite eight. I wouldn't be surprised if Texas made the elite eight. So that's the thing, dude. You can always say like, you wouldn't be surprised. Like I didn't pick them to, but I'm saying like, told you you shouldn't be surprised. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And then oh, you can oh. point back to them and be like, hey, I I said that's something Don't to watch out for. FGCU. UNC. <laughs> I didn't want to make that pick yet until they won, and let's make sure they won now. Yeah, they won. We're good. Excellent. Right, good. They, uh, fairly, fair Dick, fairly Dickinson did not make the miraculous comeback. So, all right. Great season, Knights. The matchup of America: the Eagles versus the chess team. Looks like America won. True TV was super happy about having that on today. Oh, I can't imagine, but it'll get back to this is again the sixth time I'm plugging the show in a row. Practical Jokers on True TV. Yeah. Terrific show. Yeah, it was the first time that. I haven't looked on True TV, and there isn't eight impractical judges <laughs> in a row. <laughs> and somehow, somehow, I've never watched the same impractical jokers twice. <laughs> that amazes me. That is There's very so amazing. Many of those shows that I have never seen a repeat. Yeah, I just started getting into the repeats because I thought I was just recording new episodes, but it was like all the episodes, and so. You must have 800 of them. Yeah, there's quite a few. There's quite a few. Yeah, they're only in season five, and they're somehow up to 16,000 episodes. So (laughs) very well done to the crew there. Gosh, I should do stuff more like that. Oh, yeah. We've started nosing people at parties on occasion. (laughs) Just put your nose on their shoulder, see if they notice. More often than not, the answer is no. Good times. Uh, Well, I like that our bracket is basically the same, so I don't need to root furiously against you this year. Yeah. Although I will in that Arkansas-Little Rock-Iona matchup. Yeah, um, and I will in that Florida Gulf Coast-UNC one. Yeah. I'm going to plug that thing so hard. I'm going to be rooting for that, too. I don't even care if I picked North Carolina, because my sister went to USC, too, so if that makes their path easier, I'm all for it. It'll be good, unless you picked Providence, then screw you. No, I picked USC. Good. Same page. I, I feel like I just, uh, yeah, that's the story I want, man. Florida Gulf Coast plays U, USC. You know, I just, I'm just saying, <laughs> surprise. Yeah, these storylines, yeah. Got to fire Andy Enfield, yeah. I mean, the tournament definitely set that up where they're just like, hey, we can't play Florida Gulf Coast and USC in the first round because they're not obviously <laughs> yeah. on the same level. Like, it could not be seated that way. But just in case the craziness does happen, <laughs> at least we've set that up. <laughs> so, yeah, you're welcome, America. Oh, I can't wait. I don't even know why America should thank me, but they should. Hey, if UNC is losing, we're all happy. Yeah. It's a good win. So. Well, well, Chris, we, we sped through this in record time. Excellent work. It's because we didn't argue about picks, I guess, because we're on the same page, and I like it. Any parting thoughts for... The listeners out there? Uh, no. That's all I got. Oh, donate to my camp. Uh, <laughs> camp Agawam. This is my plug because I don't do any sports blogging anymore. Excellent. Um, go to crowdrise.com uh, and then go to... Hold on. <laughs> you should know this by heart if you're plugging the... <laughs> Oh, I gotta load it. <laughs> anyway, that Florida Gulf Coast pick is gonna be ridiculous. <laughs> you guys are all, you all owe me. You all, once that happens, you all have to help donate to my camp. <laughs> okay, uh, here it is. Boom. You go to crowdrise.com uh, backslash agawam or agwam, A G W A M. Uh, scroll down to the bottom, click on ags. Go to AGS, you're going to find me uh, being an 
awesome. It says Christopher Hayes. Go to that. Donate. If you donate tomorrow, whatever you donate is a match. It helps kids go to camp uh, that don't usually have a chance to go to camp. Uh, it's a seven-week camp where boys uh, grow up to become men. It's amazing. It changed my life, changed a lot of people's lives. Uh, so if you're feeling uh, that you want to help out and do things, it's a really great cause. So go to that. Crowdrise.com slash agwam, A-G-W-A-M, and then donate. Even if you don't donate to me, um, that's great. Uh, just, you're donating. But don't donate to the WAMs. It's like donating to uh, uh, bad bad teams, like to Tulsa. So don't do that. <laughs> don't donate to Tulsa. I it earlier. Not um, worth it. Not worth it. <laughs> In case you're just anyway, joining us, we don't like Tulsa. Yeah, exactly. So that, that's my plug. That's all I got. I like it. Well done. And we'll throw a link in the bottom. A little yes. description as well. Yeah, getting yes. plugs left and right. Speaking of plugs, if you are a fan of Locally Sourced Joey, feel free to leave a review on iTunes. Because then uh, more people can see it and listen. And that's always a good thing. Love it. Killing it. Final Four, March Madness, cannot wait. It's going to be great. I'm so excited. Yes. I forget how excited I am. And this year, I'm working this year, which is good. Like, it's good that I'm working. <laughs> but then I just realized, oh, no, I can't watch it all from noon till midnight on Thursday like I did last year. <laughs> so uh, we're going to be racing back from my PE class to, uh, to watch the beginning of the games and then, uh, you know, Obviously, be working, but you know, the games are on the background. You know, I don't know how they came up. They just were there. <laughs> it's the best excuse. They just, they just showed up. I don't know they how. They just showed up and it happened. Wonderful. Thanks for listening. And remember, what did the painter do when she got cold? She put on another coat. Get after it today, people.